he's waiting on me. So let's uh, let's let's click this. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. Star Wars time. I hope John Johansson and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 Yeah, we we need some feedback uh, from people. Um. All right. So today we're reviewing the Bad Batch episode ten. Which is called Common Ground, and episode eleven. It's uh, Devil's uh, Devil something. What is it? Devil's Deal. That's it. All right. So we're reviewing those today. Um, we'll go through some uh, Star Wars news also, and do some discussion and, and talk about the questions of the week also. So let's just get started with the news, huh? It's time for the news. All right, so the first one I've got is uh, the one I sent you early on in the week about uh, this uh, Troy Kostsuer. He's the one yeah, who, uh, guy. yeah, he's the one who invented the Tuscan sign language. Um, he just he's, he's a, exactly. He, he, he's, he's actually deaf, um, so he mm-hmm. uses sign language all the Real time. Cool. So he uh, basically, like he, like I said, he invented the sign language that we saw in the book of Boba Fett. Um, I think actually he, he had something to do with some of the other movies too, but um, we don't see, uh, we don't see him in most of those. Um, yeah. And so he won uh, this uh, Oscar for a different role, a different thing. It was um, uh, story. It was a, it was a movie. Uh, Coda. That was it. It was Coda's that he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor Oscar. Um, and uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of celebrate that, to kind of uh, get people's minds away from uh, some face slapping thing that happened. Oh, you know, we're going to talk about that. Focus on Star Wars. Uh, so that was brought to us by StarWarsNews.net or .net.com. Weird kind of name. Um, the next news thing we've got is um, I, I included this because I thought it was funny, but um, it's actually something that happens in um, the legends uh, materials and stuff. Um, it's about 
uh, Disney announced that they're going to do a show about Luke uh, Skywalker's hand that got cut off. Um, and they, there's very little details in it in here, but it talks about in this. I wanted to preface everything we're talking about is not anything to do with April Fools. These are all uh, supposedly real. Um, yeah, so it says so, that. Uh, so, so, so hold on. Didn't didn't Luke Skywalker's hand fall down the shaft? It did. It did, and um, so did his lightsaber, because he was holding mm -hmm. on to the lightsaber. That the hand got cut off. So, um, what the legends rumor is 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 uh, it tumbled down the sewers, like you said, at the Cloud City. Uh, you know, with uh. Lando Calrissian's place tumbled down the shaft, um, but it was recovered by uh, somebody and then sold, of course. And uh, apparently, the uh, emperor is the one who who uh, was behind the purchase of it. And the idea, yeah, the idea in the uh, legends is that. Um, you know, we we know that before the New Hope movie, which is the first one that came out, um, there was these Clone Wars, right? And we got we yeah. watched all the the movies and the animated series and stuff. And these clones came from uh, those those uh, Kamoans, um, and they once the Empire and and the Sith came back out into the public. Um, they took over the uh, cloning operations and actually forced the Kanamoans to do work for them. Um, mm -hmm. One of the legends rumors is, is that Admiral Thrawn was part of the group that um, cloned, uh, used Luke's hand to clone Luke Skywalker into a uh, what they called uh, Luke with two U's was his name. Yeah. Um, in legends um, i thought it was two l no it's two u's it might have a it's two u's yeah okay. so um that's maybe what it's going to be about we don't really know um that's you know, kind of crazy. Only, thing we can, only thing we can go off of is what we material we have we, we you know yeah I, I think i read that whole article and it was like huh yeah, and I right. sent you a link to something in uh, in the Wikipedia too about it. Yeah, uh, where they talked about his his hand being cloned and stuff. There's very little details in the article um, because they just you know they don't want to tell the ideas or anything. But um, apparently they've talked to Mark Hamill to do some um, capture scenes and stuff like that and and whatever. Um, obviously they they need his permission and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's my hand, damn it. My hand. Um, my lightsaber. And it's it's apparently going to be some sort of series um, costing all kinds of money to film every episode. Um, you know, and like I said, this thing came out a week or so before April Fool's. So I, I, I don't think it's, um, you know, a joke or anything. It could be. But uh, we, like I said, we do know that in Legends, this is actually something that happened. So um, that's kind of what makes it credible. 
the next and that one was brought to us from hard-drive.net um, the next news article I found is um, something that everybody has probably heard about already, but we're going to talk about it anyway, where the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere date was pushed back two days um, to the 27th of May, and they're going to bring us two episodes uh, on that day. So we're going to get the first two episodes of the show, uh, meaning there will only be uh, four or five episodes after that left. It's a very short run up show, so it's not there's not going to be a lot. Um, and here's uh, let me play this video so you can hear the audio of what about the announcement here. Hello, Star Wars fans. Thank you for all your incredible support and response to Obi Wan Kenobi. I have some important news. Our premiere date is moving just a couple of days from Wednesday to Friday, May the twenty seventh. But here's the exciting part. The first two episodes will premiere together. So make sure you tune in to both episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, streaming Friday, May the 27th, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Is that from Obi-Wan himself? It was. That was uh, Ewan McGregor himself. So, uh, you yeah, know, at the end they had that uh, Disney logo with the lightsaber going through it to the yeah. to the plus. Anyway, yeah. So that that video was I confirmed was on Disney Plus's um, Twitter. It was on Ewan McGregor's Twitter. Actually, he released it first, and then Disney put it on their site, and it's on Disney's website. Um, so you know, and it's. Uh, posted on the official Star Wars. No, I, well, sort of. So some of the reasons okay. were that they want to compete with other releases that are coming out that weekend. So that that twenty seventh puts oh. it on a weekend. And Stranger Things is coming out um, uh, on um, Peacock. What is it? it? Says it in here somewhere. Maybe it doesn't, but. There's there's like three or four shows on different places. Like Netflix has got something coming out yeah. um, that they made know. too. And, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's like Yellowstone or something. Some shit like yeah, that. I don't think uh, I don't think there's going to be Yellowstone yet. Yeah, Stranger Things is yeah. Stranger Things. What else? That's all it shows. But it it talks. Uh, you know. Um, I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on here, but um, Deborah Cho is the one that's that's the head director for the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, yeah. So that's that's interesting news. It's exciting because they're going to delay it. They're going to give us two episodes instead of one, which I like. But which I it's think my, means they can cram more in. Off. It's my yeah. day off. That's good. Yeah. So I'll come over to your house and watch it. We could, we could, we could, uh, and I don't know if we could film uh, us watching it, but we could, we could do a live reaction. action maybe. I, maybe I could play it on my computer so we can hear the sound and stuff from the computer too. But yeah, we could try something like that. That'd be interesting. Um, Boy, I'll be out of school by then. Sweet. So that's the news. Let me close the news. The band. news. Yeah, and then we got our 
commercial. And now, a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies look at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter, protects with sunscreen up to SPF 45, and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. Get dome armor. Now available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running in fine stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, try Grow Gain. This product will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. Yeah, so that's it. Um, and I wanted to oh, kind Wookie? of, uh, yeah, Wookie. I wanted Wookie. to give a a sneak peek of the uh, future sponsor we might have. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop. Yeah, so that's coming next week. And uh, like Scott said, we might have something to do with a Wookiee sometime too. Um, I think the uh, makers of Dome Armor might have uh, a new product coming out soon. So that let's would be do... So exciting. It would. Let's do this. So then we can start talking. Spoiler alert. Danger. You are about to be spoiled. This is your spoiler alert. We are about to talk candidly and explicitly about some TV shows or movies. If you have not watched them, please fast forward to the appropriate section. You will not be warned again because you will be spoiled. Spoiled. Yep, yep. That uh, alarm is recorded specially directly from uh, Scott's workplace. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, so we're getting into uh, The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 10, Common Ground. And the uh, first scene is uh, called Curfew on Raxus. Um. And this is, uh, it says the Galactic Empire has reoccupied Raxus, uh, the former capital of the Confederate of Independent Systems. Captain Bragg is the uh, Imperial officer overseeing everything and uh, address, that's, that's the female captain, I think, that you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. um, she addresses the crowd um, in the capital city of Raxulon. She states the Empire is not the enemy and will treat all former uh, Confederacy planets fairly in exchange for loyalty. Um, and then we see the former, uh, we see the former Senator Avaji Singh come up to give a speech to kind of, you know, back that up. Um, this guy also has a droid uh, 
protocol droid GS8 is what it's called. And, um, you know, he says basically his only option is to, to comply. Um, and then Captain Bragg talks about a mandatory curfew uh, that's going into effect. <clears throat> that was approved by Senator Singh. Uh, of course, the crowd does not like that. Um, Singh implores his fellow citizens to embrace the new laws because once again, Raxus will flourish and become prosperous. The public uh, declares they can no longer can, he declares that they can no longer um, condone the occupation of Raxus um, going away from script and saying that he uh, disagrees. Uh, the crowd is, is outraged and um, Captain Bragg arrests um, Singh and uh, you see a bunch of those Walker, uh, AT Walkers come in and, and to control the crowd. Um, and of course, our droid GS8 escapes um, and uh, contacts someone, which at the time, we don't know who, who the droid's contacting, but contacts someone um, saying that they need help. Uh, and uh, that ends up being Sid that they're contacting. Um, and they require assistance. Um, we, we now, we then flash to um, Ord Mantle um, at uh, where Omega and uh, Wrecker are enjoying some mantle mix, just like Scott was just a minute ago, a little, little mantle mix. Um, yeah, okay. And they ask about their next mission. Um, and Tech reminds them that they're being tailed by two different bounty hunters and they need to keep a low profile uh, Hunter agrees to that and kind of says, you know, they need to stick low and, and not do very much. Um, and then they walk into uh, the, the SIDS parlor or bar, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's when SID assigns them the mission um, to extract Singh from Raxus. Uh, Hunter objects to the uh, to the assignment because um, he doesn't want to work for separatists. You know, he's against separatists. Um, but uh, Sid reminds him about the debt they they need to pay, even uh, for the mantle mix that the that Wrecker was eating. Um, and Hunter doesn't want to take Omega. He says it's too dangerous um, and she must stay behind. And this is where Sid offers to uh, take care of Omega while the Bad Batch are gone. Um, so Hunter reluctantly agrees to uh, leave Omega with Sid. Um, he doesn't really trust Sid, but uh, uh, you know we get Omega doing a, arguing a little bit, saying she's part of the squad and she needs to come along. Um, but he says that uh, Sid should, uh, Sid's going to take care of her um, and to stick close to Sid. And this is where we see uh, Omega getting 
janitorial duties assigned to her. <laughs> She's scrubbing the counter or whatever. Uh, that's not a very that's not a very good term. Be used. Yeah, exactly. Custodial engineer. Custodial engineers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next scene, we see the uh, Marauder landing on Raxus. Um, and Wrecker replies that they've never been to Raxus before. Uh, Tech replies that the coordinates that Sid gave him are le- they land outside of the capital city of Raxalon. Um, Door open. And yeah, the door opens and Echo's kind of voicing his, uh, he doesn't like the idea about helping separatists either, which this senator is. Um, and then the droid pops out. And yeah, the droid pops out from behind a tree or something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they're, they're fine. For a droid. <laughs> yep, that's true. After embarking uh, Texas. says that their code worked and that the client being a separatist is irrelevant. Um, Hecker, he- Echo and Hunter disagree, but forget politics as they need the job and need the money. Um, and like you said, uh, GS8 pops out and tells them that it's master, which we assume from the voice it's a female droid, which I don't know if you yeah. consider the droids male or female or not, but it says the Master mm-hmm. Singh was arrested for speaking out she against the that. occupation. He says, I'm your employer. Yeah, I'm your employer. Where's our employer? I'm your employer. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Hunter says uh, they don't care. They just want to get the job done. And GS8 leads the squad. Um, and then we flash back to Ord Mantle, where uh, Sid is uh, babysitting Omega. And this is the scene we see where Omega is cleaning the countertop and just kind of sitting there, uh, spacing off and oh, not wow. pouting. Yeah, pouting. That's a good. That's a good description. Um, and Sid asks, "What? What's wrong?" And Omega is upset that she hasn't heard back from um, the Bad Batch crew. Um, and she wonders where they, if they're okay. Um, and Sid replies that they, they better be uh, doing all right because she's paying them a lot of money to, uh, to do this job. Uh, and we talk about... This, is this at the same time she kind of gives her a lecture? Yeah, that she's talking about how it's unfair. Because uh, Omega goes, well, this isn't fair. It's not fair at exactly. all. Kid goes, exactly. Oh, life's, life's not, not fair, fair. kid. Up. That's right. You're exactly right. Um, really? It's that time of day. Then uh, we see the, uh, the two guys who usually hang out, uh, Bolo and Ketch. I'm talking at the table. Um, yeah, the freaky dude. Yeah, Omega tells Sid that she's not helpless. And Sid talks about how she made a promise to Hunter to keep an eye on her and ensure she's safe. 
Uh, all right, so then. Maggie. And um, Omega basically asks how much they're making, and Sid kind of replies that, that whatever they're making is not enough to pay off the debt still. Um, and that's when we see, uh, we flash up back to Rexalon and uh, see our team. Um, there's an AT marching through the streets, you know, a big walker. Yeah. Uh, clone troopers are standing guard around the uh, residence of this uh, Avi Singh guy. Um, and they all, they get their binoculars out to check it out and see where they, where all the heat signatures are and such. Um, and the, uh, it looks like um, there's four and they're under subterranean level. Uh, GS8, they accuse GS8 of leading them into a trap because there's so many guards around and stuff. Um, and then uh, Hunter says that they need to take out the surveillance system. Hunter sends uh, GS-8 out as a distraction um, so they can uh, capture the clone troopers they're guarding. Um, GS-8 uh, opens up a gate. For a grenade between her legs? <laughs> Not yet. Not there yet. Yeah. Um, I like they do that to get rid of some of the guards, I think, here during this scene, it looks like. Um, and it looks like GS8 opens up a, a grill grate door and the clones enter the compound. Because, um, of course, uh, the, the droid's got a key. Uh, Hunter sends Wrecker and Echo off to search and clear the upper levels while Tech and him clear the main floor. Uh, Hunter tells the, the GS-8 droid to follow him. Uh, here's where they, they stun the troopers and stuff with uh, little bomb things. And um, And we get, this is where we get a thing where Hunter's calling out orders and he actually says Omega's name and she's not there. And everybody, uh, tech says, uh, well, that would be impossible because Omega's not here. <laughs> uh, GS8 decides to distract the guards. Yeah, a little deeper. Uh, Hunter stuns him with a grenade like you were talking about. That's the scene right there. He throws it between their light, her, the droid's legs. I think uh, he actually had a facial facial change when that happened. What? That, well, that's when that's when the the explosion causes enough commotion that it knocks over that vase. Yeah. Um. And the droid saves the vase, saying that it was a very very uh, rare, priceless relic or whatever. Um. <laughs> You know, of course, Hunter grumbles. He doesn't really care. Uh, who cares about the stupid vase? Um, 
and uh, then we flash back to the uh, to the bar on Mord Ord Mantle, um, and Bolo and Ketch are playing a game of Dejarik, D E J A R I K, which is uh, you know some sort of strategy game, I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah, it looks like chess, doesn't it? Um, and I'm pretty sure it's not the same game. I could never win. You sure it's because I thought that was actually chess because it looked like, you know, little different pieces, but anyway, it it could be, there was little animation stuff going on, um, with the, Mm -hmm. uh, pieces and stuff. Um, and this is where we get, uh, Omega giving Sid advice. And for some reason, every time Omega gives advice, Sid, uh, wins, uh, that move or whatever. Um, and so on and so on. And she finally gets uh, Sid wins a game. And um, this is when Sid asks what they should do next uh, to keep Omega occupied, I guess. And uh, so on and so on. They bet and she wins. She plays another game with someone else. Um, and this is where they strike a deal that Omega is going to play some tournament games to make some money. And, uh, Sid first offers to give her 30% of the winnings. Exactly. Sid offers 30% of the hand, but Omega proposes 60%. Um, and we kind of assume that, that that she takes the offer for 60%. Uh, and then we, of course, flash back to uh, Raxus. Um, and we see Captain Bragg and some troopers bring in um, someone to interrogation. Um, and this is where... Uh, Interrogation isn't going well, so they so Bragg charges Singh with defying imperial law. Um, then she tells the senator uh, that the Singh refuses to be the imperial puppet for for you know his uh, city, and he wants to, and he's not going to be uh, loyal to the empire. Um, and like I said, this is where we get Bragg dismissing Singh back to a jail sale. Um, there we see a smoke, gr- smoke grenade uh, fly in the room. And uh, the uh, soldiers are stunned. Um, and then Hunter and Tech enter the room with GS8, who tells... Um, her master, Singh, that she was, uh, she has followed the orders to the letter that uh, Singh gave him. Um, Singh is grateful. And add, and then this is where we see GS8 save, say that he uh, or she saved his most valued prized vase. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, of course, Hunter asks how they can get out. Um, through the catacombs, but yeah, no, they went to the roof. 
I think they did that first. Um, tech warns them about the alert being triggered because of the, uh, you know, getting attacking the Imperial troopers and brag and all that. Um, and we see uh, tech turn off the surveillance system and realizes their position's been a compromise, so they need to move right away. Um, yeah, this is where, like you said, they're at a, they're on a a balcony area, um, and they see a another Walker. Um, Walker approach, and Hunter proposes they steal the the Walker and blow a hole in the wall so they can get out of the uh, you know the the complex that they're in. Um, and clones are clones are jumping on the the walker. Uh, this is our clones. The cl our clones jump on top of the the walker with cables and stun the crew. Cable. Yeah, they slide down a cable, stun the crew, um, and throw a stun grenade inside. Uh, and then we see Wrecker and Echo um, with Singh and GS8. Uh, they after the after they've taken over, they they climb in the uh, side the side hatch or whatever, and throw the crew out. Um, and then we see a scene where Captain Bragg has realized that the uh, Bad Batch team has a Walker, and orders that it that uh, all forces. Uh, attack that particular walker. Um, and so we see a bunch of them uh, coming up behind them and chasing them through the, the city. And one of them, uh, they take a direct hit uh, to uh, an axle stabilizer is what they call it. And uh, Tech says that he has to recalibrate the system manually to get it back online. Um, so they end up having to have a little battle out there first. Um, yeah, it's a stun grenade. Let's see. And a third walker arrives that's chasing them. Um, and they're order just when they're ordered to surrender, um, uh, we see GS-8 come in uh, with their all the fighting that they're doing, he knocks out uh, some, at least one person with a vase and breaks the vase yeah. into pieces. Um, <laughs> and that that allows Tech and the crew to stun the rest of the uh, attackers. Because I I really I really never liked that. Yes, the Singh says he really never liked that vase anyway. Uh, and uh, just as the uh, escape. You know, all the uh, attackers, the repairs are complete on the um, walker, and they begin to move again. Um, and Singh gives them uh, a directions to go, and it's down a, an alleyway that, uh, that is uh, basically a... One way in, no way out. One way in, one way out, so they're going to be trapped. And uh, Singh says to trust him. Um, they're all skeptical, but they do it anyway. Um, they head down the uh, there, and Singh tells them to move into position near the wall, and, and the wall um, sideways. Turn it sideways, and 
he says something about do they have bombs or something so they can blow a hole in the wall because um, there's a sub subterranean um, tunnel that's right there. Uh, so they open up the door and put the bombs up. The record goes well. Of course, I do. <laughs> of course we do. Yeah. Uh, they they put the bombs up there and then close the door back up to protect them from the blast. Um, and then they all jump out of the walker and go underground. Um, and this is the scene where we see all the other walkers that are chasing them come up behind them and they just kind of blast that that thing and blow it up to pieces. And they realize that, uh, hey, there's nobody aboard. Um, because... They didn't see the hole because Wrecker blew up that part so that the hole would be covered for trouble. Yeah, exactly. Um, and our crew escapes. Sing, GS8, and the Bad Batch find their way back to the Marauder in, in the forest. Um, before boarding, um, Sing asks GS8 what he's doing. Um, he uh, doesn't want to abandon his, his people. Um, and GS8 convinces him that um, he will help them, um, but he can't help them in custody, you know, imperial custody. Uh, and uh, we, this is where we hear Echo say that he agrees that he will live to fight another fight another day. Um, and they depart the cat, the, they all climb aboard the uh, Marauder and fly into space off of Raxus. And uh, this is where we come to um, back to Ord Mantle and uh, the Bad Batch is, is walking through the town into the to the area where the bar is at, where Sid's place is at. And they see a bunch of speeders and speeders and cars parked out there, whatever you want to call them, speeders and, and stuff. Packed out. Yeah, it's it's packed and they go inside and they find. um Several people are watching or are cheering on a game, um, including a Gotal Bolo Catch and others playing uh, the Jarek with Omega against a Pant Pantaloran. The uh, this is one of the guys. Remember um, in Boba Fett, the guys who rode the bikes that uh, destroyed that um, camp and stuff like that. Wrote yeah. on the walls of that one building. Yeah, it's one of the one of those type of guys. The the Pantalorn Canteen or Kintan Strider, um, and uh, we see them play the game a little bit there, and we see how, um, you know, this guy knocks out one of Omega's uh, players, but Omega comes back and. Uh, takes the game um, with her with her move. Um, the crowd cheers and Omega spots the bad batch and runs over to Wrecker. And Wrecker asks, where did you learn to do that? And uh, Sid tells them that Sid tells them that she's a natural strategist. Which, you know, that's another thing that we learn about her. Um, she obviously has some of the stuff ingrained in her that uh, some of the that the you know the other clones have, um, and Hunter is upset because he's like, "This is the opposite of keeping a low profile." 
Um, but Sid tells him to cheer up that Omega made enough money to help pay off uh, the entire debt that, that they owed Sid. Um, Didn't she even make them some money? Yes, she did. She made more money. And um, Sid gives him praise uh, on getting Senator Singh. Um, and she turns her focus to, to the senator. Um, and Hunter... Later, Hunter asks Omega if he if she paid off the debt, and Omega says she wanted to be useful, even though she couldn't go on the mission. And this is the scene where uh, Hunter says, um, "If uh, she's interested in putting her skills to the test, he proposes one more match, and if she wins, she doesn't have to sit out on any more missions." And Omega accepts the challenge, and we. Um, see the last scene black. where we see the last scene where they're playing and they fade to black. And no one knows. No one knows. Yeah, and that's actually my question. One of my questions of the week: Did Omega beat Hunter at Derjeric? I don't know. I mean, we kind of actually assume that going forward because I think in every every episode going forward, she's at, she's with the crew the whole time. Um, I don't think there's a spot where she sits out at all. No. Because like they're done with Sid. Well, you think so? Um, I don't think doesn't, they go back. Doesn't the last... That's, uh, that's the next they go, time they go back. That's the next time they go back. The other dude that was with, that was selling spice to Pike in that office? Or was that yeah. a pack? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I, I think so. You know, spoiler alert for the next episode. But in the next episode, we actually see our crew delivering weapons, right? Yeah. And they said that they that they tell the guy if he uh, needs more than they brought, that they can contact Sid to yeah. get more. So I, I think they're still working for her, but they're you know. They're doing it to keep busy more than likely, I bet. So Oh, they're doing it to make money. Make more money, you think so? But yeah, I think you know I think that probably Omega's probably good enough that she she beat him in, in the game. Um we know that Hunter is usually the one that, that um dictates how they do things because he's uh you know, that's one of his uh, special talents is uh you know, he can, he can track, but he can also strategize better than the others. So with that, we are proud to welcome our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina, where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar, we celebrate with the ancients called Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Juan's for the food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. That's Juan's Cantina right next to the Hangar 94 of Moss Isley Spaceport. On day two of the week is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are half a credit each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Galactic Flamus Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza, imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Juan. Yeah, and I was, I was just reading during the. Uh, commercial there that um, 
several other places are reporting that um, that Disney and, and the Star Wars group, Lucasfilms, all of them have confirmed that the uh, date of the 27th is, is what uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to release. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Cafe. Yeah. Um, what? The Obi Wan Kenobi Cafe. No, that's the that's the museum. Oh, okay. Rancho Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's it. Um. All right. So our next episode of season one that we're reviewing is episode eleven, called "Devil's Deal." Um, and this is a. This is one that was I kind of liked a lot when I first saw it um, because it brings in a character that's young, a version of the character that we see in um, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Um, and so it starts off, the scene is peace on Ryloth. Um, and we see uh, in Lesu, which is the capital of Ryloth, uh, crowds are are awaiting, um, and we see Crosshair observing the crowd um, as as a guard of some sort. Uh, there's freedom fighters arriving, um, and Crosshair reports this to Vice Admiral Rampart. Um, the crowd's asking where the Senator Orden Free Ta is. Uh, and Ad Admiral Rampart conveys that the Galactic Empire's displeasure that they are troubled by the em Empire's presence, um, despite the uh, refinery bringing more jobs to the citizens. Um, and then Sor Senator Orden Free Ta claims that the that they welcome the partnership um, and asks Eleni Sedula if she agrees. Eleni replies that she will support whatever helps Ryaloth. Um, and then we, uh, the senator turns his attention to um, General Cham Sundula. Um, Asking if he shares what his his wife uh, just claimed, and uh, Cham says he just wants peace, um, so they don't have to fight anymore. And uh, this is where Senator Ta says peace comes with prosperity and a new era for Ryloth. Um, yeah, I don't like that sentence. I don't either. That's the that's the big one. That what is he? Like blue or something, I can't remember what. Yeah, green or blue or something. Big, yeah. uh, flabby one. Um, mm -hmm. and then we we see clone Captain Hauser, um, asking uh, General Sundula if if he's all right. Um, and Cham says that he should be relieved that the war's over, but admits that the change isn't easy, and he hopes that the people will embrace peace. Um. Captain Hauser reassures him that Ryloth is safe, and this is what he what he fought for. 
Um, and then we see that senator you don't like addressing the crowd some more, um, saying that the new refinery will bring will bring stability and growth to Ryloth again, and urges uh, the citizens to step down from their military post and enjoy uh, hard fought freedom. Um, and the crowd begins to grumble a little bit. Um, and Tala explains that the Empire has offered the clone army to protect and defend them. Um, and this is when once someone in the crowd shouts that they want uh, General Sindula uh, to, to see him. Um, and this is where he comes up uh, and begins to address the crowd. Um, saying that he understands their uneasy uneasiness um, and they need to stand together to defend Ryaloth. Uh, something about the Clone Wars um, and the Grand Army of the Republic came to their aid in their hour of need. Uh, we see Hauser move in to uh, stand next to Cham. Um, and he emphasizes that they fought for them and he trusts the clones as he always has. Uh, he urges them to lay down their weapons and focus on the future of Ryloth. Uh, the crowd cheers and begins to disperse and Senator Tall walks away. Uh, Admiral Rampart speaks with Laney and says that it's a shame that her daughter was not there to share uh, in this. Um, and Eleni explains that her daughter's her daughter has other interests. And that's when we switch to a scene where uh, we see uh, Hera, Sundula, and her astromech droid Chopper spying on the uh, Imperial refinery. Um, and they're in an off-limits area. Uh, and she is. She says something about how her father sent her out there. Um, and uncle, her uncle Gobi tells told her they have to stay and gather intelligence. Um, she starts to watch the birds and daydream. Uh, lying on the ground and then all of a sudden two clone troopers uh, promptly appear and uh, basically arrest her. Yep. She wants to fly. She wants to fly. She, wants to fly she, uh, yep, she wants to fly a ship called the Ghost. Um, I'm looking at so uh, we have another scene where um, they're back at the uh, I don't know palace or whatever and uh, this Gobi is is basically Ellen Eleni's brother and he is they're arguing about um, what just happened with uh, Senator Ta 
Um, and Gobi disagrees that uh, he, he doesn't want to turn over his weapons and, and be defenseless. Um, and he has a contact that he's reached out to to get more weapons. Hmm. Who could that be? Who could that be? Who could that be? We'll find out soon, won't we? And uh, that's when Captain Hauser comes in with Hera and Chopper and says that they were captured um, and found in a restricted zone. Um, Hera basically claims that she was just exploring. Um, yeah, and Hauser kind of exp explains how he's in a tough spot, you know, trying to protect him and, um, you know, enforce what the Empire wants to enforce. And this is where, you know, Cham says that he, he assures that it won't happen again, uh, that Hera won't do that again. And after the troopers leave, this is when uh, Cham asks Hera what she was doing. And Hera basically tells her that, you know, the same story that she told where she was, she didn't know she was out there. She was exploring. Um, doo -doo -doo. Gobi explains that he sent her. Um, and he sends Eleni and no, Eleni sends Hera and Chopper inside while Gobi and Cham talk. You know, they're still doing a little bit of arguing and whatever. And um, this is where we get uh, where Hera thinks things aren't fair, too. Um, she she and Chopper did nothing wrong. Um, and her mom comes in and reminds her that the refinery is off limits and... This is where she asks her what her daughter saw and not to leave anything out. And then we, we see Cham and Gobi arguing still about involving Hera in uh, espionage. Aren't they uh, the, the mom and dad, didn't they go on a tour? of the site and noticed the gun towers and she said it looked more like a military site. Yeah, that's uh, a refinery. They do. And that's, that comes, comes later in the episode, but that's what that does happen. They see, they, they notice things that they uh, didn't think were true. Basically that the empire is actually, you know, doing more than refining stuff there. Um, uh, but the first thing we see is uh, a new scene that's called Building an Arsenal. And we see Gobi and Srini uh, prepare to leave for a supply run on a freighter. And um, this is where uh, we see that um, Hera is not able to go. Um, and her father doesn't want her to do any more spying. Uh but Gobi mentions that she can fly. She can uh, do some flying if she goes. Um, so Hera decides that uh, she's going to leave and Chopper stays behind to cover. Um, and we see uh, 
we see that Crosshair has been watching them. Yeah. And uh, says that there's a homing beacon on their ship. So the ship that exactly. Gobi Gobi has has got a, a thing on it. Um, he tells his superiors over a comlink that the ship has been tagged and, and that he is not a, and, and they're not alone. Um, and this is where we see Hera flying the ship into space, demonstrating her amazing flying skills already. Uh, Gobi's impressed. Uh, so Sh Serene says they need to land on this uh, moon over here. Um, and Hera asks Gobi what kind of supplies they're after. And this is where Gobi tells her that they're picking up weapons. Shortly after they land um, and get out of the ship, we see the Marauder land and the Bad Batch comes out. Uh, Wreckers hauling a big uh, crate of something or other. He was hauling yeah. both of them. Yeah, two crates poor maybe. Guys, poor, poor, poor guys are staying work workhorse. Does he get more money for that? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. And uh, he. Uh, this is where Hunter says that uh, Sid sent them. And they brought uh, three dozen blasters and a case of thermal detonators. Yeah, uh, thermal detonators. Like and we that. see uh, Hera eyeing the Marauder, saying that that's an interesting kind of ship. Um, she likes the Omicron-class attack shuttle. Um, and she sees Omega, who's with them, of course. Um, and Omega asks Hunter if she can... Uh, uh, take Hera aboard the ship. Um, and she warns Hera that there's no funny business. Um, and then they get on the ship. They get on the ship and Omega shows her around. Um, talks about, you know, where things are and what things are. And this is the, uh, this is the, uh, Port where they where they uh, where Wrecker does the gunner stuff that she actually sleeps in, um, and so on and so on. It's her room when they're not shooting shit. Yeah. And this is where Hera remarks that um, she likes the specs, but the the flying is the best uh, part about being on a ship. Since you, she says. You live on a starship? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Thank you very much. And we hear Hera also say that she one day hopes to be a, a pilot full-time. Oh, she will. She will. Yeah, the Gunner Mountain... Like I said, uh, doubles as her bedroom. Um, so, yeah, they bring her outside. Gobi tells the, the batch to request more weapons from Sid. And Hunter warns that building an arsenal will attract attention. 
and Gobi says that he will, he, he knows what he's getting into. Um, and that's when Gobi says they're leaving. Uh, you know, Hera thanks Omega for showing the, giving the tour and Hunter asks Omega if she has made a new friend or not. And of course, uh, Omega says she's kind of strange, but she likes her. And they said, I'll see you later. Maybe next time and come to your house. Yeah. And then uh, Omega asks a question about um, flying and how, and the feeling that you get when you're flying to uh, tech. And we watch Gobi's ship take off uh, as the Bad Batch climb into their ship. Yeah, and that's that's the last we see of the Bad Batch. We see them just for for this brief this scene here. It's not very long. That's the only time they're in the sh the entire um, show. Um, and. We see Gobi's ship fly through a cannon, trying to be under the radar. Um, and this is when uh, Gobi lets her fly the ship again, um, but she can't land land or take off because um, she hasn't been shown how to do that yet. Um, but she wants him to show her. Um, and this is where we see, as they're flying through the canyon, um, Crosshair shoots at the engine and knocks out one of the engines and the uh, ship crashes. Uh, and that's where we see uh, Crosshair order the troops to move in. Um, and, a, you know, a ship or two come in and a bunch of clones come out. Um, Hera asks what's going on, what should she do? Um, and they, the, the troops quickly take them into custody. Shortly after they've been taken to custody, we see um, Admiral Rampart and Senator Ta arrive also. The uh, big guy you don't like. Crosshair tells them that these were caught smuggling weapons into the planet. Um, and this is where Rampart starts talking to Hera, uh, telling her that when he, that he finds her involvement to be distressing. Uh, and Senator Ta says Hera is an insurgent and needs to be uh, taken into custody. And Vice Admiral disagrees and the public will not see it that way. He reminds Ta that Cham has influenced over people throughout Ryloth. Um, and that Cham has not committed a crime at all. It's just uh, just Hera. Um, and this is where we see that uh, Hauser says that Hera is, is an only child. And this is where um, Senator Ta himself says that she, that he needs that they need to take away um, the three, um, you know, including Hera. Um, and we see the the other troopers uh, comply. 
and Crosshair informs Rampart that three three more um, insurgent ships are on their way in through the mountain ridge um, and asks permission to deal with them. There's speakers, right? And this is where Rampart says no and says to, to allow those insurgents to report back. However, he tells Crosshair to get into position. Um, and we see the, the insurgents they're talking about looking down uh, with binoculars and they report back to, uh, to Cham, General Cham Sindula. And then we see a scene back at the whatever palace or whatever it is where um, General is, is horrified and Elena, his wife, says that she must speak to Senator Tall right away. Um, and Elena is shocked that um, Gobi took Hera with him and that they've been found guilty of treason. Um, and uh, this is where General Sindula says that Senator Ta will see that they never get a trial. Uh, and he decides that they must intercept the convoy before it reaches the capital. Um, and the, the three of them leave, including Chopper, uh, to intercept the transport. Uh, and we see a scene where the where they're where they're on the transport. Um, and some of the insurgents start to fire on it. Uh, and uh, they, they start to attack. We see a couple of the insurgents on those blurgs, those uh, weird rounded animals that uh, we saw in the Mandalorian. Uh, and they take out a, a trooper or two, um, they knock them off their speed bike, speeder bikes, um, Vice Admiral Rampart and Senator Ta receive news that the insurgents are attacking and order the clone troopers to attack back. Uh, Hauser complies and the escort riders are distracted. The uh, a redskin uh, Twi'lek, which is all these people on Ryloth are Twi'leks, um, infiltrate the uh, gun turret and take a few crew out. Um, two more speed, speed riders are uh, being hunted down as well, and they get taken out. And Hera begins to hear sounds of blaster bolts close by. And Rampart's asking where the reinforcements are. Um, and this is when they find out that their comms are being jammed. Um, and, and we see Senator Tall, the, uh, the big guy, kind of start to panic because he's afraid he's going to get killed by the insurgents. Uh, 
and we see this is where we see uh, uh, Laney and Sham are are hunting down a couple more speeder bike uh, groups, and the two two bikers split up. Um, one of the uh, other insurgents takes out the other one, and, and Cham and Cham gets to Hera and plants a detonator on the vehicle um, so that they can uh, break the break them out of the vehicle. And Senator Ta orders them, the troopers, to um, stand their ground. And this is where we see uh, Vice Admiral Rampart contradict and tell Hauser to, surren to surrender. Uh, and Senator Ta is horrified, but Rampart says that he is keeping them alive. Um, and then we see... General Sindula and Eleni enter. Um, Hera is delighted to see her parents, of course. And they hold the Imperials and a senator at gunpoint. Uh, and Hera talks to her mother about um, Oh, not letting, not going to let this go. That they actually came out here and, and rescued her and and caused a commotion and uh, the the general Sandula confronts Senator Ta and Ta denounces them for attacking the convoy and labels them all traitors. Crosshair shoots him. <laughs> and best scene in the best scene in the episode. Kaplowy. Yeah, and that comes that, that does come here just a second because we get Cham pointing his weapon at him. Um and Senator Tall says that Ramport and Hauser must intervene. Uh Rampart uh, is unsympathetic, saying that Cham is the one who's holding the blaster. Uh, and we get Hauser kind of trying to reason with Cham. Um, we see Hera in the background watching. And Rampart thanks Senator Tall for playing the part. And he nods his head. And that's when, you, like you said, Crosshair shoots him. Bam. Uh shoots one, uh, and then several of the reinforcements arrive, and Elaney, uh, um, Hera's mother, tells Chopper to get Hera out of there. Hera and Chopper manage to escape, but Cham, Elaney, uh, and a couple of the other insurgents are captured. Um, Vice Admiral Rampart arrests Sundola and his insurgents for attempting to assassinate uh, Orn Free Ta, you know, the senator, and they're handcuffed and taken off. Um, Ta is wheeled on the stretcher. Apparently, Ta is, is not necessarily dead, but he's on a stretcher. Um, 
Hauser talks to Ramport as Rampart orders him to assemble forces to find Hera. And um, we see uh, several of the Imperial ships fly away and Hera uh, watches sadly with Chopper in their speeder um, as, they're, as they're escaping away. And that's uh, when we see the credits roll after that. What do you think about that? Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> um, so my question of the week for that episode is, who is Hera going to call to help out? She's kind of on her own now, right? She's going to call yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. She's on her own now, right? Because yeah. her uh, mom and dad and, um, you know, Gobi and all those guys are all have all been captured now. And they're not going to stop because of Senator Paul, right? So who is she going to call? She's going to call the Bad Batch and her new friend. Oh, I think so? Is that what episode oh, 12 is? Is uh, I know so. You know so? You know mm-hmm. so? Mm-hmm. So let's see. What's the... I know a lot about Omega. You do, huh? Yeah. A lot, huh? So our next two episodes are Rescue on Ryloth and Infested. Um, that's uh, episode 12 and 13. Yeah. Rescue on Ryloth. Obviously, that's going to rescue Hera, hopefully, and others. And then um, Infestation is... Related to it, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. I think they uh, basically get the uh, Imperials off the... Off there. They do some damage. Yeah, what's... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, anyway... I mean, those are two interesting episodes, and we're getting, again, closer and closer to the end of the season. There's only 16 episodes, and we're going to be reviewing. Uh... Yeah. I finished it today. You did, huh? Yeah. You're... So, yeah, so we'll be doing 12 and 13 you know next weekend. Yeah, so my question for you is... is... <laughs> Next week, we uh, we have two ep- those two episodes, twelve and thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. And after that, there's three episodes left, mm-hmm. and so that means normally we ep- review two episodes. Do you want to, since uh, well, the last two return to Camino like and yeah, the last the two last are together. Two so you want to together? So you want to maybe try to do, do all one. three of them, or do you want to do one like you just said? Do one. And then do a, do a finale thing. Yeah, we can do that. And, um, those two make might take some more time also because uh, that wraps up the season. So there might be a lot to talk about because there's a lot that happens yeah. in those last two episodes. Yeah. So somebody's left. Somebody's left on Camino. Somebody's left. Somebody's left. All right. Anything else you got to you have for the episode? Want to talk about it for it? 
Um, it seems it seems the young ones in all these shows are a bit a bit stronger than the adults. Sometimes, yeah, it seems like that. Um, I mean, we know Hera is pretty strong anyway when she becomes an adult too. But well, strong will, let's put it that way. Strong will. Yeah, and and I wonder if you know it's part of it is is the adults have been, you know, manipulated and and have have had to deal with the war so much that they're kind of you know worn out, and the uh, the younger kids still have the fight in them. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I am excited, though, that we had three news articles. That's a lot of news because it's been pretty dry with the news lately. Yeah. And it looks like there's a lot more stuff coming out, too. Um, and I wanted, I wanted I to heard, say briefly. Go ahead. I heard uh, that uh, some way, somehow, that that Irish fighter from UFC wants to be in the episode. Of uh, Obi Wan, really? Yeah, Conor McGregor. That'd be too many McGregors in a in the freaking thing. Yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, he could be, uh, you know, someone he who he could be a Sith. Could be. He could be or someone who uh, who puts up a fight against, uh, you know, uh, one of the Inquisitors or something too. Yeah, man, that that'd be a good fight scene. That Grand Inquisitor. How does he? How he do that lightsaber like that? That's freaking cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's the handle. He can. It's got it so he can spin it. The um, kid, but the but the young ones, the young ones, going back to this, the young ones are, are, uh, you know, they're the future. So. They got to buck yep. up and, you know, but, you know, there's, there's still secrets about Omega, but, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of secrets, I think. I mean, we learned some in the uh, upcoming episodes, but there's still a lot that's unknown, and that's why I'm looking forward to season two. There's yeah. a lot more to be explored there. Well, um, you know. So the, the I wanted to also put a warning out to people that um, they might have seen something about the Bad Batch on July 26th and that's not necessarily true. That's probably an April Fool's joke, so you know. No where sources did that? Where'd that come oh. from? Somebody somebody produced it. Some, some person just made it up basically is what it looks like to me. Um, and the thing that clues me off is at the end of the clip, um, they play Darth Vader's music, which mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the Bad Batch. <laughs> no. So um, that won't be there yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Anakin Skywalker's around, but uh, and he might have been, he might be turning into Darth Vader at the time, but I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be in the Bad Batch at all. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. We could see him, I guess. Maybe the Bad Batch tumbles with somebody uh, with the Empire somehow, and we see we see him. But I I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, also I've seen I've seen a lot of things, and a lot of people have also said that 
that this is a that was a cruel joke that people have played on others. But yeah, to see even have a did he even have a Disney symbol on there? Yeah, it did. At the end of it, it had um all the all the logos there, but it was it you know it had Pixar and everything on there, which is not what they normally do either. They usually have Disney Plus or or, Disney Plus, or Lucas yeah. Limited, but Lucas wasn't even on the wasn't even there. So um, you better hope they don't find him. You know, and, and the thing that made it so believable though is is that's actually around the time that it might start. It might be close to that time. Um, you know, because if if we believe some of the other rumors that maybe the Bad Batch plays after Obi Wan, and then we get Andor, and then we get you know all the other shows until we get to the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I heard they're working on another Star Wars Legos show. Let me uh, let me run the outro thing here. Get, get this. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r-a-b-r-k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n-dot-u-s. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, No Way Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Prohibited. Yeah. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.